0: Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You cannot manufacture fairness. There's no amount of rule, regulation, adjustment, or handouts that you can give or take away that will make everything fair and perfect. It is impossible. So StayAllDay.com StayAllDay.com yes. exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. i can't say it enough work on your game are you concerned about the harmful effects of drinking water out of plastic bottles if you're not you should be because if you knew what you were drinking when you drink out of a plastic bottle well just understand this you're drinking plastic now you probably don't want to do that so introducing aqua the cutting edge reverse osmosis water purifier that provides a sustainable alternative for clean and safe drinking water Plastic bottles contribute to the pollution and harm of our environment. With AquaTrue, you can eliminate the need for single-use plastic bottles and enjoy the convenience of having pure, refreshing water right at your fingertips. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technology removes contaminants, chemicals, and impurities, ensuring that every sip you take is free from harmful substances. Say goodbye to the uncertainty of bottled water and embrace a more eco-friendly solution. Here's the best part. As a conscious consumer and power of work on your game, we're going to give you $100 off of any of AquaTrue's top-of-the-line models. That's either the AquaTrue Classic, AquaTrue Connect, AquaTrue UnderSink, or AquaTrue Carafe. You're making a positive impact on both your health and the environment at the same time. They call that two birds with one stone by choosing AquaTrue. You're not only investing in your well being, but also taking a step towards reducing plastic waste. And if you're like me and you live near water, you see what happens to the plastic waste that a lot of people throw away. It ends up in the ocean, killing our fish, making the beaches hard to swim in. You don't want to take your kids there because of all this plastic waste. With Aqua True, we can eliminate all of that. So here's what you do visit workonyourgamecom AT. That's workonyourgamecom AT for Aqua True today to explore our range of products and claim your $100 discount. Make a sustainable choice and join the AquaTrue True True Water Warrior Community right now. Again, that link is workonyourgame.com slash AT. Choose AquaTrue and say goodbye to the plastic bottles while enjoying pure, refreshing water that is better for you and better for the planet. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level, or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there, introducing AG1, the ultimate all-in-one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple. It means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself. Besides water and my protein shake, I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're going to receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D, a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partner with them. That's drinkag1.com/slash work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Drake Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is question and I'm going to open. I'm going to pose this as an open question and I'm going to answer it. Question is, do we fix past unfairness with present unfairness? Do we need to balance it out by making things unfair now to balance out whatever was unfair in the past, at least according to whoever thinks it was unfair. I'm going to answer that question. But before we get started, let me tell everybody, I send out a text message every day, free of charge. Everybody in my text community, there's a message guaranteed to have you focused, sharp and on point to start your day. I think all of you want to be that. So text me right now. My number is 305-384-6894. And every day when the Daily Motivation text comes out, you shall receive this message straight to your phone free of charge normal text messaging rates apply so just text me that number is down below in the description what's also down there in the description while you're there is a link to go to work on your game university that is the only place the exclusive place where i offer all of my coaching services that's where all my group programs are that's where all my courses all my best frameworks and trainings are any of you who is serious about upping your game when it comes to your mindset your strategies, your systems, and making sure you are being held accountable needs to be a member of Work On Your Game University because you are already listening to this show. So we already know what path you're on by the virtue of you even being here. So go to workingyourgameuniversity.com. That's where we take that next step. So with that out the way, let's get into this topic, which is do we fix past unfairness with present unfairness? Now, this is something that I started thinking about after I saw the responses that people had to any of you who follows current events, which I do through social media, mostly through Twitter is where I follow current events. That's where I get my news from because I don't actually watch the news and you shouldn't either. But the Supreme Court passed a ruling that essentially shuts down using uh, race-based admission processes for bringing kids into colleges. In other words, colleges cannot choose which students get into the schools anymore based on race and it needs to be based on merit It needs to be based on actual academic performance which ostensibly isn't that what getting into college is about Because getting into college is a competitive situation so when the supreme court passed this ruling that said you can no longer choose which students to bring into the school based on race which basically what that did was because of these affirmative action rules that have been in place for years in colleges There were students that were essentially unqualified to get into certain colleges getting in just because of their race, not because of their test scores, not because of their actual academic performance. So you had unqualified students getting into colleges that they should not have gotten into and qualified students, conversely, being rejected from colleges that they were qualified or even overqualified to get into because they were the wrong race. This is what was happening in the United States. Now, the reason that this became a big issue is not necessarily because of the merit and you no, know, the rejection or lack of rejection. It's because the race based preferential treatment being given to certain students was usually given to black students. And the students who were not getting in, even though they had qualified, they had the qualifying numbers to get in based on the criteria of admission, were often white students and often as well as Asian students. So when this ruling came out, there was a lot of conversation about this for about three or four days. In short, as the Supreme Court passed this ruling, The response to such a ruling was divided. There were people who were against it, and they argued that because people of certain races at one point in time, back in the days, were discriminated against because of their race and kept out of certain places, usually talking about Black people, that these same Black people should now be allowed, even disproportionately, even when they do not merit being allowed, into places to quote-unquote make up for what they did not get in the past. So this is how they are arguing that we should use some present discrimination, affirmative action, and uh, let's say a diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are forms of discrimination. They are discrimination. Now, even though they are framed as we're doing things to help this group, yes, you are, but at the same time, you're also discriminating against another group and the name of balancing things out. So D-I-E and affirmative action are forms of discrimination, even though they are dressed up as something other than what I'm describing them as. But if you think about it, logically that makes perfect sense of what they are. So there are some people who suggested that disproportionate balancing out is okay because, hey, it was against us in the past so it should be for us in the future or for them, whoever it was talking. While others out there are saying that the days of discrimination are over and nobody's being discriminated against based on race anymore, that we should just all have a level playing field and just start from where we are today. And that we don't need to balance it out, quote unquote, from where we were in the past to balance it out here in the future. And this is something also that the first part of that argument that we should have present discrimination to make up for past discrimination is something that Ibram X. Kendi argued vehemently in his book, How to Be an Antiracist, where he actually said in exact words that the only way to make up for past discrimination is present discrimination and the only way to make up for present discrimination is future discrimination which I don't quite understand what he's trying to say there, because if he's saying that we should discriminate against white people now to make up for the discrimination against black people back then, then that means there has to be a pushback. That means eventually we're going to discriminate against black people again to make up for the discrimination against white people. So his book made many arguments that were completely illogical. And I broke that down in a four-part series if you did not hear those episodes where I broke down Mr. Kendi's book. Hey, listen to episodes number 1788 through 1791, where I broke down that book, How to Be an Anti Racist, and what exactly uh, Mr. Kendi was saying. Anyway, let's get into today's topic and where I see this going and what my perspective is on all of this. Question once again is Do we fix past unfairness or present unfairness? Point number one. Now, I can see both sides of this clearly. I uh, just pretty much explained to you. On the one hand, just because this era of obvious discrimination, you no, know, back in the days when there was a blatant discrimination where you had, you no know, black people couldn't use certain water fountains and there was water fountains for white people and water fountains for black people. And there were you no know, separate but equal, so to speak, uh, situations in the United States. Just because that era is over, which it is, that does not mean that the remnants of that discrimination do not still exist. They do. There are remnants of that discrimination that still exist. There are people who will argue against this strongly. There are people who build their whole careers around this. I call them race hustlers. If you didn't hear me talk about the race hustler listen to episode 1824, there are people who say, well, hey, back in the day, there were certain communities where a black person wasn't allowed to buy a home. Therefore, they could not build the home equity of owning a home. And now the people who did get to buy a home in those areas and the value of those homes went up. Now their families and their descendants, they have all this assets that are worth so much, whereas the black people were not able to acquire these assets. So now the white person has much more in assets financially than a black person does, even 50 or 100 years later because of this situation of redlining back in the day. And there is a logical point to that. Anybody, again, who understands how these things work can understand that there is something of substance behind that argument. So there are people who say this and there are some groups, families, et cetera, and people who have gotten further ahead than others because certain discriminations were beneficial to them. And they are still benefiting from the results of those discriminations, even though they may not have been the one who enacted the discrimination. They may not have been the one who wanted the discrimination, and they are not doing anything to exacerbate it to this very day. But they benefited from it, even though it was not of their doing. All right. This is true. So there are people who are listening to this right now that maybe some discrimination against other groups of people allowed you to have a clearer path to get to where you are because there was less competition and other people were blocked from getting access to the things that you or your ancestors had access to. All right, this is true. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your position is today. This is 100% true. true. With that said, being that this truth cannot be denied. On the other hand, people who are alive today who had nothing to do with these past discriminations, that's you who's listening to this right now. Even if you are benefiting from those past discriminations, you are not the perpetuator of it. You did not create it. You did not argue for it. You did not necessarily vote for it. You didn't go out and protest for it. You didn't stop anybody else from getting anything. This was just the situation and it happened to benefit you, but it's not because you were out there campaigning for it, right? So with that said, discriminating against these individuals, let's just say this is a white person and your family three generations before you was able to get access to land and housing. And now there's a bunch of value in that land and that housing that you now own. And there are black people who are about the same age as you, who their ascendants three generations back, they couldn't get access to that stuff because they were blocked from it just by virtue of being black. Now you have all this value today, present day, and they have none of that value present day because they were blocked from it, not because they didn't want it, but because they were blocked from it. But you were not blocked. So you have it. And they don't today discriminated against you because of something that happened in the past that had nothing to do with you, that is unfair to you. White person is what I'm saying. That would be unfair to discriminate against you simply because you happen to benefit from something that, again, you didn't perpetuate and you didn't create. And you as a white person, and I'm just using white and black here to keep the argument simple, but there are other groups involved in this. You have a right to have a gripe about that, that there's discrimination against you and they're saying, all right, well, some of you, let's say you're around my age or in your 40s and you have kids who are on their way to college and they're being rejected from a college that they clearly have qualified for academically, test score wise, extracurricular activity wise, recommendations wise. They clearly have qualified for the school, but they get rejected because the school has a quota to meet where they have to let in a certain amount of Latin and black kids. And those Latin and black kids are getting into that school that your child didn't get into when your child has clearly outperformed that kid in college. You have a serious and legitimate gripe as to be pissed off about that because your kid did the work and your kid had nothing to do with their great, great, great grandparents being discriminated against 150 years ago. What the hell does that have to do with your kid today? That is a legitimate argument. So I can see both sides of this conversation. There's a solid argument on both sides of this that can be bastardized and emotionalized by people on both sides of this conversation to strongly persuade people to either side of it. The race hustler, usually on the side of supporting, quote unquote, the POC, people of color, the black and Latin people, the race hustlers, they are really good at emotionalizing and bastardizing these points to make it seem like there is no other side to the conversation. They're really good at this. And if you happen to be black and you put forth the point that I just put forth, like, hey, there are two sides of this conversation and we can see both. They can attack your point by, hey, you're not supporting the black side like you're supposed to because you're black. And if you're white and you say something like this, well, we already know what's coming out to you. The R word. They're going to start calling you racist, or you know, use some type of uh, snark to make you like a bad person to the point that you probably wouldn't even say anything in the first place because you know it's coming, and you want to keep your job, so you just say nothing. And there are people who are experts at doing this stuff. All right, the race hustler is not a goof. The race hustler is not an idiot. They know exactly what they're doing. So listen to episode eighteen twenty-four, where I explain the race hustlers, their process. All right, and they do have a process. They have a framework, and they're very good at what they do. Which is why a bunch of you who are familiar with these concept of what I'm talking about here, you're nodding your head because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Look, even though this show is about discipline and accountability and doing what you're supposed to do and being on that straight and narrow path, all human beings have vices. Some people like to smoke, some people like to drink, some people like to eat a whole lot of food. Me. I like candy, so I like things like my favorites are Twizzlers, Skittles, I used to eat Nerds a lot, back in the day I don't really eat those anymore. Right now I have some Reese's Pieces on my table and I have some Twizzlers, actually right now I had a Snickers bar earlier, so I like candy. So here's what we're going to do, we're going to let you satisfy your sweet tooth like never before with one of our newest sponsors, GoPuff, your candy paradise delivered right to your door. Indulge in a world of delicious treats and get $15 off on each of your first three orders by visiting workonyourgame.com gopuff gopuff. puff brings the candy store experience right to your doorstep, right from an app, right on your phone, offering a wide selection of your favorite candies, chocolates, gummies, and more. From classics to unique, hard-to-find flavors, they have it all. And yes, they do, trust me. Say goodbye to those cravings and hello to a candy-filled adventure. You don't need too much of it. Ordering is a breeze. Just browse through the candy collection and add your favorites to the cart. And with lightning-fast delivery, your candy stash will be at your doorstep in no time. It's like having the candy store on speed dial. So if you're ready to treat yourself, here's what you do: visit workonyourgame.com/goPuff. Again, that's workonyourgame.com/goPuff right now, and get fifteen dollars off on each of your first three orders with this special offer for listeners only. It is time to indulge in the sweetest experience of your life with Go Puff. Candy lovers, if you're a candy lover like I am, this is your dream come true. Again, that's gamecom slash Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is do we fix past discrimination with present discrimination? Here's point number two. Here's my stance on the question. So all I did in point number one is explain to you how I can see both sides of it, but I didn't tell you where I actually stand. My answer to the question is, do we fix past discrimination with present discrimination? The answer is no. N-O. Easiest and the hardest word to say is no. Only has two letters. Only takes a second to say it. I discussed this at length when I broke down Ibram Kennedy's book, which I gave you. To, I told you about earlier in this episode. Mister. Kennedy stated in the thesis of his writing that past discrimination must be remedied with present discrimination, and present must be remedied with future discrimination. I didn't agree with it then when I read the book, and I don't agree with it now. And here's why. Here's my thesis: You cannot manufacture fairness. You cannot manufacture equality. Equality is not man-made. Fairness is not man-made. There is no amount of and no uh, process of lawmaking, rulemaking, affirmative action. There's nothing that you can put in place, no laws, no rules, no regulations that you can put in place that will produce the outcome of equality, or equality is giving people the same opportunities, let's say, It's not going to produce equity, which means everybody getting the same outcomes, which makes no sense. There's no way everybody's going to get the same outcome. Two people from the same block are not going to get the same outcome because we all get to make our own decisions and you can't control the way people think, nor can you control human beings' actions. You can put rules in place, but you can't control how people respond to those rules. So this is the thing. There is no amount of rule that you can put in place that's ever going to create this. This is why the race hustler is a genius, because the race hustler knows this in their bones, that there's nothing that they can ever preach or ever get enacted that's going to solve the problem of things not being equal between everybody. And this is why the race hustler is a genius, because the race hustler has signed themselves up for a lifetime job. They have tenure. They got themselves a lifetime job of arguing why things aren't fair, because things will never be fair. That's the point. They're, things will never be completely balanced. So the race hustler will forever be getting paid, speaking gigs, money, and consulting fee money, and book deals to argue for why things need to be more fair because they know things will never be more fair. So they are guaranteed to always have a problem to solve. I and mean, like being a personal trainer who helps people lose weight. There will always be people who will drink soda and eat bonbons and sit on the couch and watch Netflix and eat ice cream. There will always be people who are out of shape no matter how hard you work at helping people get in shape. There's always gonna be at least one person out of shape. So when you get into the personal training space, you will always have somebody who could be your client. Same way if you're a race hustle, you will always have somebody who will listen to you because there will always be somebody who feels like things are not as fair as they could be in their personal favor. This is the way it works. That's why the race hustler is a smart individual. I'm not saying that facetiously. I mean that literally race hustlers are very smart individuals. you notice that most of these people are college educated. They often work at colleges. They often speak on college campuses. These people write books. They have podcasts. They have large audiences. They are not dummies. Now, they know exactly what they're doing. If they were to have a conversation with someone like myself, I would uncover all their bullshit within about 30 to 45 minutes of a conversation. This is why most race hustlers won't have a conversation with me because they know I'm going to uncover their nonsense, but they're not dummies. They're smart enough to know not to talk to somebody like me. And they respond to people who they can talk circles around, but I'm not that individual. So that's why they avoid me. Here's the whole point. You cannot manufacture fairness. There's no amount of rule, regulation, adjustment, or handouts that you can give or take away that will make everything fair and perfect. It is impossible. It will never happen no matter how hard you or the government or anybody within it tries the more you try to manufacture fairness and equity the messier the situation gets and this is what happens this is why affirmative action was generally overall affirmative action was a failure actually affirmative action got enacted in the 1960s so it's been 60 years 50 60 years that affirmative action has been around how is a policy in place for 60 years and it still hasn't achieved this outcome it's 60 years and long enough I think in 60 years, you get enough statistically significant data to know whether something works or it doesn't work. Can we agree? 60 years, it doesn't work. We know that it doesn't work, but people are getting vehemently angry because it's being shot down as far as in college admissions, even though we already have evidence that it doesn't work. Why are people getting so angry? Race hustlers. All right. This is their hustle. Their hustle is to always find something new to get angry about around the concept of race because their audiences are People who are much more driven by emotion than actual logical thinking, because logical thinking takes work. Emotion does not take work. It just happens kind of naturally if you're stirred up by the right words. And as long as there's an audience of people who are more prone to be in control by their emotions than by their logic, and there will always be more people who are controlled by emotions than logic, then a race hustler will always have a willing audience. So, again, being a race hustler is a great career move because you will never be out of work. So the more you try, the messier it gets. And this truth is great news for the race hustler. Because the race hustler will always have work and can continually push their gripes and complaints about how things are not fair enough for their particularly preferred group. And this, it started as black people, but now the LGBTQ community has come in and hijacked it from black people. When's the last time you heard from BLM, by the way, speaking of such, and how things are benefiting the group that they are against. So this could be the black race hustler saying how everything is working in the favor of white people, but nothing's working to help black people. Therefore, people will continue to pay the race hustler to again write books, host podcasts, give speeches, do consultations, teaching other people how to make this unfairness, quote unquote, less unfair. All right, and there are people who work in corporations. Any of you who works in corporate, you work in academia, you have probably in the last three years had some consultant, black or white, come to your place of employment, or whether online or in person, and actually give a presentation on what you can and need to do. To make things more fair for everybody in the environment. And I'm not gonna ask any of you to identify if you have been subject to this, but I know if you work in academia or corporate and you've been there the last three years, guarantee you've been subject to this. Whether it was a handout, whether it was a virtual presentation, or whether you had to actually meet somebody in person, this absolutely happened. I was speaking at a conference a few months ago and there was not that many black folks speaking. I think it was three black people spoke at the entire conference, but two or three day conference. Three black people spoke at the entire conference. I was one of them. I can't remember. I think it was three of us. It might have been only two of us. It was either three or two of us. But one of the other persons was a female black woman. And she was speaking on D.I.E., diversity, inclusion and equity and how these people in this organization could do more to make it more diverse workplace. This was one of the worst presentations I've ever seen at a professional speaking event. The presentation just sucked. And I'm not saying that because I disagree with the topic. I do disagree with the topic. But if she had done it in a good way, I would have said she gave a good presentation. I don't like the topic, but it was a good presentation. I don't like the topic, and the presentation sucked. She actually sucked, but she got booked to be on the stage. That's the point that I'm making here. And I was speaking to someone who knows someone who is on the inside of that event. I'm not even gonna say what the event was or who this was because I don't want to put anybody out there. But I know on good knowledge that her presentation was the worst reviewed presentation of all the presentations at that conference. In other words, it got the lowest marks from the audience of everybody at the conference because the presentation just sucked. I remember I was sitting there watching her. I was standing in the back of the room. I didn't even sit in the seat. I just stood in the back of the room. I was just watching this presentation. I'm like, this chick fucking sucks. This presentation sucks. This topic sucks. And nobody in the audience wants to hear this shit. And she did this. It wasn't her fault. Is that the organization who put on that event they felt obligated. We have to do this. And this is how it is in corporate. This is why I'm not corporate. We have to do this. We have to have this presentation. We got to bring somebody in to talk about this stuff. Let's bring this person in and talk about this and pay them to come give a speech. And it was hot garbage is what it was. It is an endless, beautiful hustle for the race hustler. But it's a hustle with no solution. Again, it's like a race with no finish line. So you always got to keep running. And if race hustler heard me say this, they would say, well, Just because it doesn't have a finish line, Dre, doesn't mean we don't need to work on it. What are you saying, Dre? We should just let it go and not do anything? Okay, this is a garbage argument supporting what we call the sunk cost fallacy. Sunk cost fallacy is what allows the race hustler to keep getting paid in their careers. Hey, we're never going to manufacture equality, but that doesn't mean we can't work on equality. It doesn't mean we can't keep working on it. It doesn't mean we can't keep trying. That's the argument of the race hustlers. Any of you who's doing that? Make sure you're not falling for the sunk cost fallacy. Just because you're already investing in something means you got to keep investing in it. That's a bad reason to invest in anything. But we all got bills to pay. okay? so I ain't mad at the race hustler. I'm just telling you all, as I told you in an episode on race hustlers and anytime I mention them, I ain't mad at the race hustler. What I'm telling you is you should not fall victim to the race hustler because I'm telling you exactly what their hustle is. So don't knock the hustler for being a hustler. Just don't be the one who is falling victim to them. I don't knock the drug dealer for selling drugs. You just don't be their customer. Remember, the commercials Your brain on drugs. So right, you just don't be the customer of the drug dealer. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is do we fix past unfairness or discrimination or present unfairness or discrimination? Number three. So here's why I draw a stronger line in the sand. People who can trace their lineage to unfairness, whoever you happen to be. Mostly I'm talking to people of color. Mostly I'm talking to black Americans. You black Americans who call yourselves African-American and you ain't never even been to Africa. Most of you couldn't even name 10 countries in Africa, but you're talking about Africa. I'm talking to most of you. If you can trace your lineage, you can. Trace your lineage to some form of unfairness. Here's what I'm suggesting that you do. Stop living in the past. That's the clearest directive that I can give you. Stop living in the past. If your team, group, identity, or other collection that you're a part of, whatever groups you want to identify with, whether you're gay, whether you are black, your, I don't know, whatever other group has been discriminated against in the past, every group could trace their lineage to some form of discrimination. If you look far and hard enough, every group can find some. Whatever happened to your group, if it was discriminated against, hated, blocked, not allowed somewhere, then you got to let it go. You got to let the past go. What's interesting is that many people know these cliches and quotes about letting go of the past you can reach for the future. Many people seem to know these quotes and agree with them until it comes to something like this subject, and then all of a sudden they can't let anything go. Whether it's something that happened to you personally, everybody in here can think of some situation in your life when somebody did something that you don't agree with, and you know they were wrong. And if you think about it right now, you get mad all over again. All of us had those situations. Whether it's something that happened to you personally, if it happened to your great great grandmother, if it's not happening today, you got to stop living in the past. You cannot drive a car looking in the rearview mirror; you'll probably crash. It's interesting to me how people are quick to tell somebody to stop living in the past when the past is something that. They have already gotten over, but you're happy to live in the past when it's something that you can leverage to use against people to extract benefits for yourself. See, so people talk out of both sides of their mouths when it comes to this. So they're happy to live in the past when they can use it to their own advantage. But when they're tired of hearing other people talk about something, now it's let it go. You can't keep living in the past. It's a hallmark of mental toughness to be able to let things go and move forward. Mentally tough people do this. And what's interesting is that many of you, I'm telling you to let things go that you don't even know anything about except what you heard and what you were told or what you might have read in a book. And since most people don't read, mostly is what you heard and what you were told. So these are the black people. You're 27 years old and you're talking about how terrible America is. Somebody says, why don't you leave America? You say, well, I won't. I was bought here. Uh, You weren't bought anywhere, motherfucker. You're from Ohio. Where were you bought here from? Uh, You were born here. You've been raised here. You ain't been nowhere. What do you know about Africa? If you got dropped off in Africa right now, where would you go? Who would you call? Name three people in Africa right now who you were called. You were dropped off in the middle of Africa right now and they can come get you. Name three. If you can't answer this question, you were not bought here. You are from here. You're from America. All right. Where in Africa are you from? You can't even name a place. Name three people living in Africa right now who you know. All right. You were not bought here. All right. So these are the common responses that I hear people saying. Black folks. Who are saying, oh, well, America's is bad, bad, bad. And then somebody says, okay, why why you keep living in America? I mean, you got money. You, got, you can buy a plane ticket. You can move. You can live anywhere in the world that you want to. Why are you still living in America? Oh, well, we were bought here. You were not bought anywhere. Right, you are from here. You ain't even got a passport. What are you talking about? You were bought here. You ain't never been nowhere. This is the only place you ever been. Where were you bought here from? What boat did you come on? What boat did you come here on? Your parents ever been anywhere? Your grandparents been anywhere? No, no, no. All right, you were not bought anywhere. You are from here. Unfair things happen to people every single day. I'm not discounting unfairness. All right, it's not a new argument for me to say you got to let things go and move forward. I'm not discounting past unfairness. Everybody's had unfair things happening on a micro level and a macro level. Everybody. Unfair stuff happens every single day. Even today, there are unfair things happen to people right now while you listen to this. They happened in the past. And guess what? They will happen in the future. Some unfair stuff is going to happen to you in the future. Trust me. Some unfair stuff is going to happen to you in the future. But you cannot move forward while holding on to the past. This is true. The challenge of all this is that human beings simply have very flexible morality. This is the real crux of this whole conversation. People are happy of letting go of the past when that past does not benefit them, but happy to hold on to the past when they can use that past for their own benefit against others. This is basically what it is. People who use this most perniciously are those who are very loose in their principles. They have very loose principles or have no principles whatsoever. This is why I've emphasized. uh, What's your culture? What's your personal culture? What are you actually about? This is a question that I've asked here on this show. I talked about it in episode number 2346, establishing your culture on a personal level. Your culture means you need to know what your principles are. What are you about? Many of you listen to me right now, you have no principles. You have no list of principles that you are actually about, that you stand on, and this is how you live and what you're about. Letting go of the past and being willing to move forward, despite something in the past being not to your liking, is a personal principle that you can adopt if you wish. But if you adopt this principle, then you got to stand on it, meaning you can't keep holding on to old shit just because it happens to benefit you in a conversation with the right type of person. I'm not saying this has to be one of your principles. I'm just saying you need to have some principles. Do you even have any? Race hustlers, they have no principles. All right, that's why they can just adjust their argument based on whoever they're talking to, To benefit themselves. They have no, these people lack principles. They lack character. And again, episode 1824. So you see what number episode this is, right? So you all understand this ain't new. I'm not making this up just for today. That was years ago that I talked about that. So when I tell you that holding on to the past is something that mentally tough people do, I can't turn around tomorrow and try to use the past against somebody else because I already told you, this is where I'm standing. I'm standing on this. See, this is the good thing about principles. It holds you accountable to a standard operating procedure. When you declare a principle of yours, you can't go being flexible about a principle later on the next day. I told you about this. Principles, strategies, and tactics. Episode 2201. Principles don't change. They are inflexible. Principles are inflexible. They do not change. Strategies is the plan of action that you use to execute on your principles. These change, but they change infrequently. And tactics, these are very interchangeable. You can change them moment by moment. So a principle, for example, I'll give you a personal example. A principle is I'm always going to be in great athletic shape that if I told you I was a pro athlete and you didn't know me, you would believe me because I look the part. Even if I'm not a pro athlete, I'm always going to look the part. I'm always going to be in the shape as if I'm a pro athlete, even if I'm not. That's a principle of mine. The strategy for me to do that is, again, these can change. The strategy at one point was playing basketball. Strategy now is I usually run. I go to the boxing gym. i always list some weights. That's the strategy. Those can change. They don't change that much, but they can change. Maybe 15 years from now, my strategy might be I play golf or that might change the strategy. The tactic is what I do when I get there. So I go to the gym. One day, I might lift weights. Next day, I might run the treadmill. Next day, I might do some HIIT workouts. Next day, I might use the bands. Next day, I might use the dumbbells. Next day, I might do some push-ups. These are tactics. They're interchangeable. They can change moment by moment. The whole point is, do you have principles? They don't change. And when you have principles, you are held accountable to a procedure of operation. Many of the top and most active race hustlers, again, they have no principles. Their principles are based on what day of the week it is and who they need to extract the paycheck from. And listen, I ain't knocking them. People can do whatever they want to do. I'm just telling you how I see these people. They can continue to do this if they want to continue to do it. All right, that's what they want to do. They have free will to do as they wish. Even if what they wish to do, other people see as negative or bad or disagree with it, you still have free will to do what you want. All right, somebody who goes and robs a bank. Uh, they have free will to rob the bank. Now, I'm not saying you should rob the bank, but I can't say that they could do whatever they want to do. Now, they got to deal with the consequences of robbing that bank, but they can do it if that's what they want to do. This is why I can respect the hustle of the race hustler, because I see exactly what they're doing, but I also can tell they're very weak in their principles, and I choose to not be weak in principles. I choose to be clear on my principles and stand on them. The question is, what do you choose to do? That's the real question. With all that said, let's recap today's class, which is, do we fix past unfairness or present unfairness and again, it's triggered by noticing the Supreme Court ruling that said colleges can no longer admit students based on race and it's going to be going back to based on actual merits, which I thought this was supposed to be in the whole time. But no, we know how things change over time. Again, when the wrong people get involved in trying to manufacture outcomes, which doesn't work. Number one, I can see both sides of this clearly. There are people who say, hey, in the past. We weren't allowed to get in here, so we should be allowed to get in disproportionately now to kind of balance out what we weren't able to do back in the day. And I get it. And there are other people who say, well, look, I had nothing to do with the fact that you were discriminated against. So why am I or my kinfolk being discriminated against today to make up for some shit that I ain't had nothing to do with and you didn't even personally suffer from? So I can see both sides of this argument. So here's my stance. Point number two. No, we do not fix past unfairness or present unfairness. I discussed this at length when I broke down even Kennedy's book that you do not fix past discrimination or present discrimination. Why? Because you cannot manufacture equality. You cannot manufacture equity. You cannot manufacture fairness. You cannot manufacture outcomes amongst a mass group of individuals. You cannot do that. The last place in life you can manufacture, everyone getting the same outcomes called preschool. After that, people get what they got. Right, you get what you're able to produce by your performance. That's it. All right, you can't manufacture this in any other way. Number three, here's where I draw a strong line in the sand. If you can trace your lineage to unfairness, You got to stop living in the past. Stop looking back at things that were unfair in the past and look at maybe things that were working well in the past for your ancestors that ain't working so well for you right now today. How about you focus on that? You want to focus on something from the past, focus on what was happening in the past that was actually working for your group or your team or your race that ain't working for your group, team or race today and ask yourself, what's the difference between those people back then and the people now? Because there were good things working for certain groups back then that ain't working the same way now as well as there were things working against them that are not working against them now. So why people only look to the past to focus on the bad stuff, but nobody's focusing on the stuff that was working that we seem to lost principles of. So the challenge of all of this is many people have very flexible moralities and they have very flexible principles if they have principles at all. What are your principles? Do you know what your personal principles are? Do you have a personal code of conduct? Many of you don't have a personal code of conduct, which means You are easily swayed by anything that anybody presents to you that just triggers your and grabs your emotions. And I told you about controlling your emotions. You're an emotional in the emotional management business. So you should take some time today and think about what are my personal principles? What am I actually about and what am I not about? Because if you don't know, I guarantee you nobody else knows. All that said, text me. Tell me the best idea you got from today's class. Or if you disagree with it, you can tell me that, too. My number is 305-384-6894 and work on your game university that's the place where you get coached by me that's where you can get direct access to me direct access to all my best courses and frameworks like bulletproof mindset 30 days of discipline asap confidence content machine sell yourself work on your game system business builder framework and a whole lot more all of that is at work on your work on your game dre all dead Question: Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it, though. You don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick, packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health now what exactly does all that mean that means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now and you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength and this is all natural clean stuff but wait there's more when you take the leap and join the ag1 revolution right now you'll unlock an incredible offer you will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning you got to take all these different pills you don't even know what they are you can't remember what's what you don't even know what the ingredients are on these things say goodbye to all of that and try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first order go to drinkag onecom slash work on your game that's drinkag onecom slash work on your game check it out and start your journey to a healthier happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Are you concerned about the harmful effects of drinking water out of plastic bottles? If you're not, you should be, because if you knew what you were drinking when you drink out of a plastic bottle, well, just understand this, you're drinking plastic. Now, you probably don't want to do that. So introducing Aqua AquaTrue, the cutting edge reverse osmosis water purifier that provides a sustainable alternative for clean and safe drinking water. Plastic bottles contribute to the pollution and harm of our environment. With AquaTrue, you can eliminate the need for single-use plastic bottles and enjoy the convenience of having pure, refreshing water right at your fingertips. AquaTrue's advanced filtration technology removes contaminants, chemicals, and impurities, ensuring that every sip you take is free from harmful substances. Say goodbye to the uncertainty of bottled water and embrace a more eco-friendly solution. And Here's the best part. As a conscious consumer and power of work on your game, we're going to give you $100 off of any of AquaTrue's top of the line models. That's either the AquaTrue Classic, AquaTrue Connect, AquaTrue Undersync, or AquaTrue Carafe. You're making a positive impact on both your health and the environment at the same time. They call that two birds with one stone. By choosing AquaTrue, you're not only investing in your well-being, but also taking a step towards reducing plastic waste. And if you're like me and you live near water, you see what happens to the plastic waste that a lot of people throw away. It ends up in the ocean, killing our fish, making the beaches hard to swim in. You don't want to take your kids there because of all this plastic waste. With AquaTrue, we can eliminate all of that. So here's what you do. Visit workonyourgame.com AT. That's workonyourgame.com AT for AquaTrue today to explore our range of products and claim your $100 discount. Make a sustainable choice and join the AquaTrue True Water Warrior community right now. Again, that link is workwonyourgame.com AT. Choose AquaTrue and say goodbye to the plastic bottles while enjoying pure, refreshing water that is better for you and better for the planet.